Welcome to episode number two of When the Chips Are Down podcast. From living in a van, Blaine Lustig slash battling in Bobby's room in the Blasio, I am Andrew by Key 19 Peeper, joined by my co-host and WP champion, Joe Tihon. Yeah, who wants to fold? Yeah. And also my best friend, Scott. The key is to have the best hand. I might as well go all in here. Whether you've been at the tables for years or are just now dipping your toe into the most complex game on the planet, this podcast should have something for you. What poker player hasn't watched Rounders and thought, man, I wish I could do that? Well, this podcast is about a guy that did, a guy that is doing, and a guy that wants to do that. So hopefully it'll provide a lot of perspective into what all being a professional poker player is and what that looks like in today's day and age. Yeah, Scott, what have you been up to? Have you, have you uh, played much since we last spoke? Yeah, I played five tournaments uh, last Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and uh, this Sunday that just passed. Oh, there uh, you go. Yeah, I, uh, last Sunday I took fourth for $130. and then So these are online tournaments, and what's the buy-ins and stuff? Yeah, uh, Sunday's a $60 buy-in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I finished fourth there, which was the bottom of the of the money. You finish uh, if you bubble, you get a ticket. Uh, just to play, just it means you're gonna you can play the next one for free essentially. Okay. So you don't lose anything. But yeah, so I I you know I uh, made one thirty on Sunday. Tuesday I bubbled and I got a got a ticket, so I'll be playing that one tonight again. Wednesday, uh, I took fourth again for one seventy-five, and then Friday, I took, I chopped first for four fifty. Sweet. Yeah, and then this this past Sunday, uh, I took second for four fifty. Whoa, whoa! Just a, a little heater. How many of these have you played? Uh, I, Andrew, how many of these have we played? Um, you've been on on for gosh, how long? Like a few. It's been at least a few months now. So yeah, you you, you, uh, you probably played around a hundred or so, I guess. No, but like like in this in the week, you just played. Yeah, like there's like there's like five there's like five. No, there's like one tournament uh, a day, almost. Or, or like, like uh, there's not really ones on like Mondays or Thursdays, but uh, yeah. So there's like five tournaments a week, and uh, usually he he plays them all. And then the the weekend ones I don't usually play because I'm usually playing live. But uh, yeah. So you've got, you've won just about everything you've touched this week, Scott. Yeah, it's been a good week. I'm uh, I ran good and. You know, some of my poker study was really paying off, and uh, I found some good spots. And you know, ran plus EV, and just it's it's a good feeling. You know, my bankroll doubled over the weekend. So, oh, nice. All right, my job's done here. <laughs> yeah, just, just, yeah. just one one podcast with the goat. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I was like, Joe says I the key is to have the best hand. I might as well go all in here. Yeah, this is just one podcast. It's pretty simple. <laughs> Turns to gold. How much was that total, Scott? Like you won like a thousand dollars last week? 
about. Yeah, last week I last week I won six hundred, and this Sunday uh, I won four fifty. So right. right up over a little over a thousand. Yeah. So how, are you gonna do anything different with the money? Or did um, it goes right back into the poker bankroll. Yep, just it's going back into the poker bankroll. I did, I did. Uh, some of that money I do use uh, to maybe purchase some software. Like this week, I was using Equilab because it was free, and uh, I switched over to uh, Flopzilla Pro just because I was hoping to get some more value out of uh, some of the software I've been running, and I really like it. It was fifty bucks, so it wasn't it wasn't too bad, and uh, the poker. The poker coaching side I'm using, they had a, the one I bought had like a bunch of custom ranges and uh, uh, just folders on what they see generally more at cash tables. So that was, that was pretty nice having, having some custom stuff on there from guys who play quite a bit because I've been playing probably at least a hundred tournaments with these guys. I've, my player profiles have, are, are pretty accurate. So I've ran through some of the ranges. I know I'll be heads up with uh, like one opponent there that I've been playing against who he's, he's one of the better guys on the site and uh, he'll, he'll make big bluffs uh, if he thinks you're bluffing. So like I put, I plugged in his range. The flop was, I think it was queen 10, 10. And I think I was it queen 10, 10. Wait, how does that doesn't make sense? I don't I don't get what you mean. How can you make a big bluff if he thinks you're bluffing? Like you can't bluff a bluff. <laughs> One of you guys has to have the best hand. That doesn't even like I don't. So you're you're thinking on how like a poker player should think. Um, well, so, no, no, no. I, so I'm just okay. saying. Yeah. So I basically and uh, my how I how the table has kind of perceived me and my image has been. So as has been tight, and uh, most of the time, if I have something on the flop, I've noticed that they they pick on up if I bet about one third pot. Like I usually get a lot of folds if I bet out one third pot if I'm the pre flop raiser. And uh, so I just I've been getting a lot of folds. So what I've noticed a lot is a bunch of people on there. Uh, if they miss the flop completely and they're pre flop raisers, they'll just bet out pot, and ninety percent of the people will fold. So and I never do that really. So in this particular spot, I had trips, um, but I checked the flop and he checked behind me. And on the turn, I bet out, I bet out pot because I was hoping he would think that I was like just trying to bluff him off because it was a pretty pretty big pot at the final okay. table for maybe about fifty or sixty bigs. And sure enough, he came over the top of me with like a min raise, and it was really weird. But there's no, the way it pl- went out pre-flop, like, it was just, there was only, like, he either had pocket sixes or he was just trying to, he just thought I was bluffing and he's just trying to come over the top of me to to just make me fold. So, ended up, he bet, he bet, he lost, like, a, a ton of chips and I ended up calling him on the river and he just had air. He had, like, king nine air, nothing, so. Okay. So the flop, Flopzilla is kind of like if you understand your opponent, you can kind of plug in their range. But I do like, like Flopzilla Pro much better than Equilab. I will say that. Yeah, it's a way, yeah, it's a way better thing. 
yeah, Alex Fitzgerald is a big proponent of Clubzilla. So, Joe, are you the GOAT and you've just never used any software? I don't use these softwares at all. He's just a badass, Andrew. I don't like feeling. I don't like feeling like that in the hand. So a lot of times, I'm like, ah, you know. Your job should be to make your opponents uh, unsure, not not to have you be unsure of what to do. Yeah. Listen, I know these training tools are like helpful for a lot of people, and I'm not saying they wouldn't be helpful or they're not useful, but I, you don't want to like use it just as a justification to like. Say, okay, this is why I did that, and this is why I did this. Um, I think each hand has to be... The way I think of each hand is, like, I have to figure it out individually. And every hand has to tell a story. Has been something that has happened with... In the past recent years in poker, with with everybody getting on on GTO, and and solvers really becoming a lot lot bigger in, in poker study of people just just spewing off chips and then being like, oh, well, you know, Solver appears at, like, a low frequency, so it's fine. It's like, well, yeah, no no shit. Like, Solver approves everything at a low frequency because it's not going to be exploitable. But, like, if it's doing something at 2%, like, it's a punt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, very well put. Very well put, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, it's like, I can't tell you how many, like, tournaments I busted out of because, like, Snapshove says I have to shove 20 big blinds with Ace-2 suited. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, you know, Ace-2, Ace-3, Ace-4, Ace-5 suited. I I should be shoving, like, up 20-plus big blinds or whatever, and it's like, okay, uh, sure. (laughs) (laughs) that's actually a really good point especially in playing in in like really soft tournaments uh like on that was that was an adjustment i definitely had to make in in my in my strategy these sites with on these uh low mid stakes tournaments that we play on because i would i would do the same thing i'd be like oh well you know i have you know i have king nine 15 bigs cut off shove i have you know I would just be ripping in, like, anytime I got to, like, around 20 or definitely anything below 20, it was just jammer fold, pretty much. And they were all theoretically sound shoves, and then I just I just kept, like, busting, like, out early on out of all these tables. And I was like, you know what? Like, I, I know how to play 15 big blinds way better than these guys do, and they're still trying to, like, they'll still, they'll, search, they'll have eight big blinds, and they'll still, they'll still call two and a half X and then fold on the flop. Like, so sure. maybe I shouldn't be, uh, be so aggressive <laughs> with, and I can just take my edge post slot more. I completely agree with that. So, um, yeah. And you know, you see a lot of, you see a lot of players that are just like, you know, they'll treat 15 big blind stacks. Like they got all the chips in the world, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, so, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and every decision, you know, well, not they just treat it like, hey, I got a few extra decisions here. I don't want to put it all on one preflop decision, which is how I feel as well. It's like I like to leave myself a few extra decisions. Sure, right. Um, I can give you like one example of like 
Um, this was playing in a 20K buy-in tournament. Or uh, the 10K, I'm sorry. 10K buy-in tournament at the Aria. Uh, the Poker Go thing. And I didn't cash or anything, but like... We're down to like 30-something people left, and now under-the-gun raises, and I have... Or like early-middle raises, and I have 9-10 suited on the button. <laughs> and... It was a min-raise. And I have 18 big blinds. So, like, sure, what are my options? Uh, I mean, do I really want to shove against his, like, early-middle position raise? No, thank you. Not really. And just, like, (laughs) pray I get it through? Like, and and pray he doesn't defend with his ace-jack? Or, like, you know, maybe... It's like, no, I don't want to do any of that. But, like... Is my hand is my hand strong enough to like defend my button for two big blinds? Um, I certainly think so. Right. Sure. I mean, I will invest two of my eighteen big blinds to see a flop on the button with nine ten suited. Right. Like, not yeah. all players would agree with me, but I mean, what you know, what what's my, what are my other options? Like, I don't like anything else. I don't like. I certainly don't like folding. I mean, fuck folding. Yeah, who wants to fold? Yeah. I don't like folding. <laughs> do, I, do I really have to wait? I don't get aces all that often. So if I get nine ten suited on the button, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for two big blinds and see what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. One, one thing I was doing in the tournament, uh, especially late at these final tables, a lot of the guys in these sites like to trap pre flop, so they'll either you know they'll either just flat or min raise with you know ace queen plus a lot of times and uh i had caught myself before because they'll they'll be like one or two callers before it gets to you and i would just pot it you know and just a really big bet and it would get to them and they would shove and i'm like well geez yeah they've got you know they've got a better hand here probably and i just have to fold and so one of the things i started doing was just you know, three betting smaller and it still got the same same frequency of folds that i was getting when i was uh three betting pot and uh it gave, like you said it gave me more gave me more choices and just didn't take my stack depth down at all and they never really picked up on that and i was never punished for it and i mean that is probably one of the biggest reasons this week i cashed so many times i was i was in a hand with somebody and i like shove turn with like a combo draw and he was in the tank and he was like do you want me he's like do you want me to fold i was like always i was like always. <laughs> i was like i always want, you to <laughs> I always want people to fold i live in a van what do you mean does the puddle of piss under my chair tell you anything <laughs> <laughs> good lord <laughs> Yeah, for instance, like, I was playing in a game with a whale, a complete whale, who never, he didn't three-bet all day, but he played, like, almost every hand. We don't get whales like this very often in our game. But we're playing 1-1-2, and now someone opens to 500, and now the whale finally decides to three-bet on the button at 2K. Right? Mm-hmm. And we are 50K effective, and I'm in the straddle with two aces. Right? So. Yeah. The play normally is like, okay, uh, 
you know, 500, 2K, I can make it 6K, I can make it 5,500. I have aces, right? Like, sure. I want to keep them in, whatever. But he's a whale, and he doesn't fold, and he hasn't three-bet all day, so I made it, like, 8,500. Because why the hell not? Right. You know yeah. what I mean? So, so I don't exactly. think about... Yeah, I don't think about things as, like, okay, uh, here's my range. And I mean, I guess I am. Right, I guess yeah. I am thinking about right. it, but I yeah, am also thinking like this is my this is my actual hand. Yeah, no, and that's that's that's. I mean, if you if you wanted to get like into specifics, like that's actually GTO. Like if if you plug that into a solver and what his range is, what and his, for his three bet range being a hundred percent the same as his calling range, which we know isn't proper. But if you if you node locked uh, into a solver, like okay, yeah, he just doesn't fold to any to any four bets, then the solver is going to say like, oh yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, then if he's not folding, then we need to extract more value. And realizing where your opponents are deviating and and then how to optimize from that. Yeah. Yeah, totally true. There's a whale on Saturday, and we were, we were, we were, we were betting red or black on the flop. Like, there you, know. you go. Yeah, like, getting in there. <laughs> <laughs> You're providing, you're providing a service, Andrew. I was, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. And like it was, it was, it was. That's one thing that's just so nice about playing poker in Texas is, is you know, because so so many of the rooms here are like BYOB, and the guys like, oh yeah, I got a six pack in here, if it, you know, in the fridge. If you guys want to, anyone who wants a drink, and and stuff like that, like side betting is like totally a thing. It's you know, it's not illegal here, so you can. That's a lot of fun because I mean. I remember one time I was playing at Bally's on like a Tuesday night. It was like 1 a.m., right? And I and I and the game was like kind of slow and I was I finished my 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 coke or whatever and I was I said to the guy next to me I was like, "Hey, I bet like 5 bucks I can I can make it into the trash can from here." And uh and the dude was like, "Oh, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't do that here." You know, and there's none of that here. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Watch me. <laughs> That's good. Flip the whales. Flip with the fish. I used to always tell the whales, I, this was kind of, <laughs> this is kind of, it was funny, but there was like this one guy who's like this rich Indian guy that always came in and he used to dump so much money in our game. But like we became, we became friends over the year, years and he and I, we would both play so many hands. Like I played every hand, he played every hand. And anytime he would lose a pot to someone else, I would be like, don't play a pot with him. He's just a he's just a pro. He's just, you know, trying to over here to get your money. I'm like, you know, you want to stick to the pots with me, right? Like I would tell the whales. Yeah. <laughs> and they appreciate it. They appreciate it. I'm like, don't yeah, don't mess with him. You wanna <laughs> you know, play play more pots against me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Yeah, no, I was I was tell I was telling Scott that as I was I was like with him as I was doing it, I was like, Yeah, you should you should I mean, obviously, providing you're rolled for it, but there's no if you if you're playing in the game, you you should be. Uh, yeah, you should always try and you should always do neutral EV things against whales. It's good for the game. And, and what? Part, uh, that's part of like what they're there for. gambling. Oh yes. Yeah. That's yeah. What, that, that's what they're. Yeah, that's part of what they're there for. Yeah. There's no edge, so you're not losing money. It's just it's neutral. You know, it's gonna come up red. It's gonna come up black. Like. <laughs> Uh, you know, well, he plays in our game, and he makes the entire table. Like, like if he wins or loses, 
he'll make everyone do about like two to you know two k to one or two k flips you know eight handed or nine handed every you know about uh-huh. three or four hands in a row after he leaves. <laughs> before he leaves so he wants to do about eight k in flips before he leaves and like a lot of the players are just like uh and yeah I don't want to do it by any means. <laughs> But it's just, yeah, you got to grin and bear it. It's like, sure. <laughs> you know, I'm with you. Yeah, no, I've, 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 I've played in some, some home games in LA before where like guys will show up and like, like, ah, oh, crap. Like, only, I, I only brought a thousand with me to like, who wants to flip? <laughs> you know, and I'll either win or go home. <laughs> like, right, right at the start of the game. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, like, cause that's, yeah, like you said, like you're providing a service, like it's, you know, that like they, they don't go in there like, okay, I'm going to just really, really, really stick, stick to what I studied in my ranges. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try and win. Like they're there to gamble. They're there to have fun. And, uh, you know, you're there to, to make money. So make that, make that experience as, as enjoyable for them as it can be. Cause because this one, this one guy at the table just totally didn't was the opposite of me. He just totally didn't get it, and he just just thought this guy was just being a drunk asshole. And uh, and and he like he you know he's like one of those guys like like comes in he just like he has like five hundred chips and he just dumps them like all in a pile <laughs> like right on the table. He's like, all right, let's go. And uh, you know he's like tipping the deal like twenty five when when whenever he he won a hand. This other guy at the table like tried to like bluff bluff this guy which is not something that's gonna work and i and he like called him with like third pair and he's like man that's such a bad call why are you calling that and and uh and the guy's like my my father has 1.2 billion like i don't care <laughs> leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like oh well if you, why if your dad has 1.2 billion why aren't you playing the 25 50 100 game and he's like because i lose a lot of money like here i don't have to lose out a lot of money i can still gamble and I was like, shut, I just want to smack this dude. It's like, dude, you don't get it. <laughs> it's like, I'm not leaving this table until he's, <laughs> until his wallet's empty. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that happens at, at every level, too. It happens at every level. I didn't really have any super interesting uh, hands from over the weekend. Does uh, you, or, you or Scott have a, like a hand you wanted to talk about? I, I don't have a hand, but I can talk about. I think one thing for me this week in the tournaments has uh, just been able to pick up on some of my uh, the player profiles at the table, and I've just been experimenting with certain bet sizes in certain spots. And for this uh, this you know the short term results I got last week, it has been fairly it had been fairly effective. So that's just one thing I think I've been paying a little bit more attention to. Okay. It just on on the internet, it's a little harder because these guys are just they they can be so wide or they can just have the nuts like they're you know it it's they have their own logic and it makes sense to them and I'm I'm just trying to figure out like okay like what are they doing here this time and this is how I want to play this hand but could I extract more value here if I bet pot like you know am I gonna get am I gonna get a call or a raise here where I want a call or a raise where previously I would have just, you know, bet out a third or half pot for value because I was pretty sure I would at least get a call. And now I'm just finding more spots where I'm extracting more value from, from some of these guys. So that, that's kind of been my, uh, some good progression for me this week. 
I do feel like there are spots like throughout the hand where it's like, okay, this felt good. I felt as if he had a weaker top pair hand. I didn't think he would call like a huge pot size bet, but I, I knew he would pay off a 60% pot bet. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, that when I, that's what I'm encouraging you to like, think about is like not generalizations like, this online player did this, and this live player would do this, and bl- the, this guy doesn't think about it that way, and this guy does. I'm telling you the way that I think about the game, and I think the way that you should think about the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I had this hand. I'm not trying to like win some massive pot, and I know I can't really, you know... I'm not going to, like, go crazy and, like, do some crazy overbet here, but I think he would call a third pot, but I don't think he'll call half pot with the hand I'm thinking he has. Right? And that's how that's how I think, you know, breaking down hands pays off the most in the long run. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so if you break down hands like that instead of, like, with, with other generalizations, I think that's the most important thing. We're going to start doing uh, two two episodes a week and bring in another guy, Willie, um, who is Joe's friend, who's like a two five five ten reg, plays a lot of sit and goes, and then also does a lot of other sports betting uh, uh, aside from the NHL. And so Scott isn't free for, to do two episodes a week, but uh, Joe and I are, so we're going to, and four people might be a little bit of a crowd on a podcast this length anyway so we're gonna start having um that episode and we should be release those on fridays hopefully fridays saturdays and those that'll be just be a lot more like just more more laid back hand histories we'll talk some sports we'll talk some other stuff that's going on and and poker and but yeah just uh just putting out a little bit more a little bit more uh, content, and uh, so should 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 give us a, a like a little bit more variety. So look for that in y- your feed as well. And we should be coming out with uh, two week from now on, hopefully. And so we'll introduce uh, Willie uh, on the podcast uh, uh, in a few days from now. Yeah, I'm excited. He's a good friend, good good guy, and a uh, very intelligent gambler, very intelligent poker player. I haven't even known him all that long, but he knows the stuff. So I'm excited to, you know, get him in here too. So thanks for hanging out, person, or hopefully there are persons out there at this point listening to this. We'll get better as we go along throughout the year. Review, give us five stars. Please email us with any feedback, good or bad. We'd love to hear from you. Reach out to when the chips are down podcast at gmail.com. We had some pretty good numbers for our first week and had some good feedback from you guys as well. So thank you to those of you that did that. Send in your own hand or questions about poker. We talk to each other pretty much every day already, and the whole reason that we're doing this is to provide value to others in this space. So please, if you have any thoughts, questions you might have, let us know, and we'll get to them. Keep grinding, guys.